so good to be here. Why don't you stand your feet one more time and raise your hands in expectation for something good to happen to you. So there's, a, there's something that uh, tells God we're ready when we posture ourselves and say, Jesus, will you speak to me? So put your hands out in front of you uh, some way or other. And uh, if you're not used to this, that's okay. But if you're part of the, the, the normal crowd, then uh, you should be used to this kind of stuff. Lord Jesus, uh, I'm just going to pray right now for every single person here in this place that uh, the next uh, 15 minutes will speak into our hearts in a very powerful way and change our lives, make us better people, make us stronger people. May we understand what you want us to do with our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Take your seats. So, so good to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Um, thanks, Pastor Josh. And uh, you've you're got incredible youth pastors here in this church. So you've got Pastor Josh, Pastor Claire, um, Chloe Warren as well. Let's give them a hand for week by week serving you. <clears throat> So I've got a bit of a, um, a word for you today, but um, we, have, uh, we live in a spiritual environment and many people just don't understand it. Who was in church this morning and, and heard my message? So um, we live in a spiritual environment, but we are physical, so we don't always see it. It's like what I said this morning about the 3D pictures and uh, the, there's those 3D picture things that you get these days and you can... If your eye isn't adjusted, you can't see anything. All you see is, is confusing uh, squiggles and colours and you think, what is this? But um, you can't see the picture, you can't see what it is. It might say that there's a rhinoceros, but you can't see it. And you've got to adjust your eye to see it. It's the same thing spiritually. And whether we like it or not, we might not know who God is or understand Jesus or any of those kind of things. But the reality is we live in a spiritual world and we, we often don't understand it. We don't know that it's even there because we haven't trained our eye, something spiritual, to see in that realm. So tonight I hope you can start to focus spiritually and see and understand spiritual things that we just could never see naturally. So just give me a, a, a handy if you <coughs> came to this youth group and you had no church experience before, just put your hand up. Okay, there's a few there. Awesome. That's fantastic. So I guess the thing that keeps you coming back, and I'm just assuming, is that you're starting to realize and recognize that there's a spiritual thing going on in church. There's a great place to start understanding spiritual things is be, be in church. But one of the things I, I want to talk about, I think if you want um, a title for tonight's message, it's called Battle Lines. Battle lines. So when you start to discover who God is, when you begin to start to follow Jesus as a, uh, a person who's had that encounter with God, um, you'll get resistance to that call. So every single person has a call of God upon their lives. And when you start to discover that, you'll find resistance, a, a pushback to that decision. And uh, we've got to learn how to fight the spiritual fight. And as young people, you ought to be the ones who uh, at this age and stage of your life discover how to fight back against the enemy. So God created the earth for people. So poke someone and say, God created the earth for people. <clears throat> now the, the thing is, the devil thinks the earth is his and he wants to dominate it. He wants to eliminate any vestige of God on the earth. He wants to remove God completely if he possibly can. Um, now, 
I'll just, I'm just going to be sort of going everywhere today, but it's not random. It'll all come together in the end. Did you know that by far, more than any other book in the world, the Bible is the most banned book in history? It's, it's been banned in more countries over more years than any other book that's ever been published. It's also the most published book that's ever been published in history. So um, what, why is it the most banned book in history? Because it's the Word of God and the Word of God has power and the spiritual power um, that the devil doesn't want you to know. He doesn't want you to have. So um, because of that, it reveals the plan of God for our lives. It helps to uh, help us to understand who God is and what he's like. And the enemy doesn't want you to know that. The, when I use that word enemy, I'm talking about the devil. So you understand what that means. But it reveals who God is and sets people free. And that's why it's such a valuable thing that, that we have is our Bible. Or we call it the Word of God sometimes, but it, it means the same thing, the Bible. So you need your Bible. And I want to always encourage people, if you'll just do two things, God will use you. God will take the ordinary out of you and set you up for the extraordinary spiritual journey that can only come from, from God. And th there's only two keys that are really essential for that, and that is to read your Bible for yourself and pray. And pray to God, and I, I guarantee you, if you would go on a journey and do that regularly, God will begin to speak to you. So when, you, when you're going through hassles and problems and, and there's resistance in your life, when you're coming into those, those times of doubts, those times of fear, those times of facing exams and all that kind of stuff, pray about it and seek God in the Word. And God will give you things that will, be, will amaze you. It's about focusing the eyes of our spirit to begin to see what can't be seen just casually in the natural. Um, in the book of Timothy, 2 Timothy 3.16, it says all scripture, which is our Bible, is inspired by God. It comes from God. It's inspired by Him. And it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what's wrong in our lives. You know what? I hate it when someone tells me what, what you know, they, oh, you know what? You, you, you've got really bad English. That's not my first language, I'm sorry. But people will come to you and say, you're, you've got an accent. No, I hate that. I'd rather work on it myself. I'd rather, I'd rather practice my English myself without everyone telling me. Uh, or if I drive badly. Now, if you've got your license, you know it's, it's really, really bad when people say, oh, gee, you, you took that corner too sharp. Oh, gee, didn't you see that, uh, didn't you see that other car? Um, and, and so we hate that, that element of being told by others what's wrong. But see, when we let God deal with things, when we let the Lord deal with things in our life, it's a personal thing. It's between Him and us. And He actually wants to make us better people in every part of our lives. So it, it says it, it, uh, it helps us, it makes us realize what's wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we're wrong and teaches us what to do right. Who wants that kind of a manual for living? That's what we all want in life. People say, oh, this life didn't come with a manual. Yes, it did. It's called the Bible. People say, I just need, I just need someone who can coach me through life. I wish I had a life coach. You do. He's called Jesus. And he's not so far away that we can't reach him. He's there if you want to look. You can find him in the Bible. I'll tell you something. It takes persistence. It takes discipline. It takes um, a, a, an effort 
to, to start to discover that. I said this morning in church, so you'll hear it repeated tonight, but if you weren't in church, then suck it up. Uh, if you were, I mean, you just have to hear it twice. I remember going seeing those 3D pictures years ago when they first were kind of, you know, they, they were a big thing. And I'd go to this shop and I'd go to pick up my wife after, you know, she, she'd finished work, I'd go and pick her up. And I'd go to this shop and they'd have all these pic, 3D pictures in the window. And I'd be like, it says rhinoceros, it says horse, it says yacht. I'm like, how in the heck do you see this? They're lying, there's nothing in these pictures. They just, they want to trick you to buy it, but there's actually nothing there. And so I'm such a persistent person, I go, well, no, I can't see. But I'd go back the next week and I'd be looking at these pictures, looking in this window, thinking, and I think people would be watching me going, what is this guy doing? I'd, and what I'd do, I'd go, I'd go up really close, thinking maybe it's the distance, and then I'd go back a little bit, and I'd, I'd try and look at it from the sideways. Uh, and then it wasn't until one day I kind of crossed my eyes, I glazed my eyes over, and suddenly I saw the rhinoceros. And it, it was such an awesome feeling. I'm like, I can do this! And then once you've trained your eye, you can do it just like that. You can see the picture that is in, that is in those squiggles and colours that nobody else can see. Has anyone else had trouble seeing those things? Or you're that generation that just goes, yep, yeah, I got it. You know what you do? You just pretend. You just go, yes, I saw it. Yeah, I got it. That's all you say. That's all you got to say when those things happen. You go, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, I see it. Whether you can or can't, you say, oh, yeah, yeah, wow. And just hope they don't ask you what it is. <coughs> but through the Bible, Jesus directs, corrects, teaches, and empowers us, and it gives us a spiritual perspective to live by. And that is the, the most important factor that we need in our experience with the Lord. So I just want to, um, my, my iPad's given me some grief here. I just want to use that as a launch pad. I haven't got much time to talk today. But Jesus came, we need to understand some spiritual concepts if we want to really make the most out of living this life. Jesus came to establish a heavenly kingdom on earth. And that extends into eternity and it, uh, it teaches us, uh, sorry, it reaches out to everybody. So when we think about God, when we think about Jesus, he wants to reach the world. He wants to reach everybody. And what I want to put to you today is God is going to speak to some of you here today and he's going to start putting a, a burden on your heart to tell others about the Lord. And don't fight that. Don't say, oh, no, no, you're picking the wrong person. God wants you. And I believe there's going to be some people in this youth group who are here tonight who are going to do amazing things for the kingdom of God. I can tell you stories of people like Emily Gratz, who was just like any of you who came up through this youth group, grew up in this church, and she's now um, working in a church in Alice Springs as a kids pastor in one of the great churches of our nation up there in Alice Springs. And, and she's doing an incredible job. She did Bible college here in this church. She did an internship here in this church. And, and I believe and want to say, we will invest and sow into your lives. And we, know, we don't know how many more people are in this church. You might become a worship pastor. And it doesn't all have to happen in this little context. It could be anywhere in this nation. It could be anywhere in the world. So anyway, I'm, I'm losing my track here. Um, this is what it says in the Bible. Colossians 1 verse 16 says, For through him God created, this is through Jesus, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. 
he made the things we can see and the things we can't see. So he, he made the physical that we see and he also made the spiritual that we don't see, that we've got to train our eyes to see. So, um, <clears throat> so for a lot of people, they experience a strange, I'm repeating myself, a strange opposition when they decide to become a Christian. And maybe you've experienced this. When, when you make that decision, Jesus, I want to follow you, I want to serve you, you'll find that there'll be opposition that comes against you from the most strangest of places. So friends might turn on you. Parents will oppose you. Um, they'll oppose you going to church and people will take it upon themselves to, to say things about you and mock you for that one thing of saying, well, I want to be a Christian. I want to go to that youth group. I want to go to church. And I know uh, from my experiences, I, I came through as a youth pastor and I used to find it was so amazing how parents would, from, from kids who've come from outside the church, would, would get really, really scared because their kids were coming to church. I don't know what they thought we were going to do to them, but uh, uh, they'd be like, oh, you know, and they'd ring me sometimes and say, well, what, what, what's all this youth group about? What, are you, what do you do? And, and I think we, we sing some songs, we, we you know, get, play some games and do some stuff, and they're like, it's like we were trying to uh, um, uh, muck around in, in, in their heads, like with spanners or something. But there was this fear of the unknown of what we would do. But, you know, it's a spiritual thing. And I want you to know, if you're in that kind of a household and your parents aren't Christian, honor your parents, be, be respectful, uh, um, uh, and, and you can explain to them what God's doing. Because we have seen kids from this youth group come to church and then their parents come to church because of what they've done. So yeah, that's, a, that's a good outcome. But life is a spiritual thing. You know, if you joined the skydiving club or the cricket club, you'll get hardly any attention. No one cares. But you join a, a youth group or you start going to church and you'll get attention. Uh, you know, your cousins will say, what are you doing that for? Y your friends will say, why are you doing that? Because there's a spiritual thing going on where the enemy starts to feel threatened so he'll start to say hey yo you got to stop that before it gets too big we've got to stop that we've got to try and make you persuade you out of the house of God but becoming a Christian you'll get attention because in the unseen things are, are spiritual there's spiritual controllers and and uh, who, do, who don't care what you do in life as long as you don't follow Jesus so you could do anything. And it's like, hey, I've got no resistance in, in my life to go here, to go there, to, to do all sorts of stuff. But as soon as I want to follow Jesus, you'll find there'll be some spiritual resistance. It's nothing to be scared of. It's nothing to think, oh, why is this happening to me? You just got to recognize it, know it, and say, Jesus, you're calling me to greater. And the greater the resistance, the greater the call of God upon your life. <clears throat> I know myself. I grew up in a family and my dad banned me from church. He's like, that's it, you never go to church ever again. You're not coming to church. And now I'm a pastor. It's amazing what, and I think the greater the opposition, the greater the call of God. But there is many times where people will, will stop short of where God wanted them to be. But Jesus wants his believers uh, that follow him and you'll get God's attention. Um, I'll just go down to 1 Timothy 6.12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. It's a spiritual fight. So 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called 
when you made your good confession, means when you became a Christian, in the presence of many witnesses. See, we are called to a fight in the spiritual world that we can't see it, but we, we live and see the impact of that, of that war every single day that the enemy is waging against mankind. So many of the world's problems, and now you'd hear people talk, many of the world's problems are blamed upon God, uh, are blamed on God, is what I'm trying to say. Some people say, oh, wars, if it wasn't for religion, there'd be, there'd be no wars. Well, that actually isn't even true, not even nearly true. So I can show you graphs if you want to see. I haven't got it here today. But if you, if you look at how many wars are uh, uh, waged over history, it's about the last 2,000 years. Uh, if you had a graph of it, there's about this many uh, 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 related to Christian kind of things. Uh, a little bit more for, for Islamic causes of war. And so you think, well, they're, they're both you know, not good. But when you see the, the other causes of war, which is political and, and uh, all these other areas, the graph is like massive. But the smoko room philosophers, the kids on the school ground philosophers say, ah, oh, religion, because I heard someone say once, is the cause of wars. Well, it's not. The Bible actually says it's God who is the one who causes wars to cease. Is that amazing? What's the other thing? People say, oh, well, you know, why, if God was real, why is there famine? Why did, why did little children starve? Why is there sickness? I can tell you right now today, there is more food in, produced in the world to, to, to feed the world about 20 times over every year. But it's wasted, it's thrown away, it's spoiled, and it doesn't get to those who need it. That's all. So what's the difference? Is God stopping that or is it man? There's, there's, there is political things that people do that says, no, we're not going to share the resource. The European Union dumps that much food in the sea every year that it would boggle the mind. And that's not all that far from nations that need food. And I'll say we'd rather dump it in the sea for political reasons than feed people. So God is not the one who causes anyone to starve in the world. We just need to know some of these things. They're facts that we need to realize because that's the arguments that people will say to you, ah, well, God, if God was real, why does he let people starve? Why does he let people get cancer? Those things, the answer to that question of sickness and disease is because we live in a fallen world that was created for man to be perfect and blessed and the enemy came in and brought sin and that, that caused mankind to doubt God and then the consequence of that was death. And the the ways in which we, we find death is through all those things, sicknesses and disease. So they were never plans from God. See, the enemy, the devil, infiltrated his evil into the heart of people and sin is the cause of all those things. Just want you to get some foundation spiritually there. But you may be here today and wonder some days what's going on. I'm trying to be my best and be nice to people, respectful but some people just go after you. That's when it becomes a spiritual thing and you're finding the resistance from some spiritual opponents. I'm going to give you some words of encouragement right now. Perhaps you can stand to your feet just as, as I read these little bits to you. In Isaiah 43 verse 2, it says, When you pass through the waters, it's talking about you know, danger, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, I'll not sweep. they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames 
will not set you ablaze. It means you'll be saved. 2 Timothy 4.18 says, Yes, and the Lord will deliver me from every evil attack and will bring me safely into His heavenly kingdom. All glory to God forever and ever. Amen. See, no one needs to live under the pressure from the enemy. Jesus has set you free and He called you to God's purpose. I want to pray for people today, uh, especially those you may feel that, that you've come under pressure for you know, being a Christian. You felt the, the, uh, the resistance from the most strangest of places and maybe you thought, I can't really understand why this is happening to me. What Jesus wants you to do today is put your trust in Him and uh, allow Him to speak to you today and encourage you in that area. Perhaps there's others here today and you're feeling like you want to understand spiritual things better. Then I, I want to pray for you too today, just to encourage you that God will open your eyes to spiritual things. You might have thought, well, I've tried reading the Bible and I can't last two minutes. I've tried to pray and it, it's like 30 seconds and then my mind wanders onto other things. You know, they're normal things. But God wants to help you. He wants to encourage you. He, he wants to take you on a journey, a process of growing and developing. No one starts life as a baby and then two days later is, is um, uh, you know, a teenager. It's a process of years. And it's the same with your spiritual journey. It's a process of years of developing. You might think, well, I just wish I was mature. I just wish I had some, some spiritual understanding. You know, it just starts with one step. One step or one rung of a ladder at a time, and you just keep moving upwards. So if you will, looks like these guys are ready to sing for us. Um, I'd love to pray with you if you want prayer. So don't, don't miss out on these opportunities to let something happen in your life that can really change your future, can really change your, those things. And it starts with reaching out to the Lord in faith. And I'm going to give you that opportunity right now. So, um, yeah. So don't be embarrassed. Just come on out. I'd love to pray with you today. If you're facing any of those things, let me pray with you today.